What's up, guys, and welcome to episode number two of the Committed Podcast, where I'm talking to Kevin Harrington, the original shark. From home service, entrepreneur, all the way up to big-time investor. Let's dive right in and hear his story. All right, Kevin, man, super pumped to hang out with you today. I think we've had you around three or four different events, and I'll be honest, out of all the sharks I've met, you're my favorite by far. Thanks. My favorite. I feel like you're so down-to-earth, you're real. Um, your background and history is just, I don't know, it's impressive. It's exciting. It makes me feel like I can make it, you know, in so many ways. You know, I, I'm, I'm one of six kids, Cincinnati, Ohio. My dad was a bartender uh, when I was growing up. And finally, he saved enough money to be able to open up his own bar, you know, Harrington's Irish pub. And so um, I started working with him when I was 11, kind of a family business, yeah, the thing, you know. And so, uh, but when, when, when I was on my, when I had to start high school, he yeah. said, the bar business is tough. You're going to have to pay your own way through high school. Yeah. And of course, then I graduated high school and you know, you're going to have to pay your own way through college and it's it, tuition and the books and the living and all. I mean, it, it was, you know, so I had to be an entrepreneur, you know, I, um, it, you know, it, it, it's it, out of, out of desire and need of, of wanting to, you know, pay for my own things that I needed to pay for. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I started, started, starting businesses, you know, so it's been a, it's been a fun ride. What was the first business you started? So the, the first real, I mean, yeah, I grilled it. Who's Pampers when of course, yeah. I, or whatever. But when I was 15, I started a driveway sealing business and, yeah. um, in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, if, if you, you know, most people had asphalt driveways, if you had cracks, when the water got in there in the winter, and it froze, it yeah. tripled the size of the crack. So I'd knock on their door, boom, show them this, beautify it at the same time. And I was doing 10, 15 jobs a week just by knocking on doors. In fact, I do one in the neighborhood and then- um, Get the referrals out. But, the yeah, but knocking and, and I'd literally get 20 more jobs. So it, but that was, uh, I was in high school and then in college, I started a heating and air conditioning business. That's right. And then I sold that and, and, and I decided- um, I dropped out of college my junior year, and I said, I know a way to get a college education without going to college in business. And what was it? It was becoming a business broker, getting listings of hundreds of companies for sale. Yeah. So think about this. You've got 200 businesses for sale, and you got the books and records of each one of them. You've got their leases. You've got their the file like this on each one of, of all the ups, the downs, the the good, the bad, the ugly. And so- because if you're going to sell it, you got to be able to talk. All Absolutely. So I learned all the trends in business. I started partnering with some of these folks, selling it, partnering afterwards, and that was that was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah. My my kind of my education on on small business, and so uh, we we did a lot of that. So partnerships has been obviously big with you. How many how many thousands of products that you've been a part of that you have ownership in and been around? How many? How many, What's the number of latest? I've launched over a thousand products uh -huh. and. And, and let me say this, I never invented any of those. So I, in effect, had a partner in every single deal. Right. Because somebody else did all the tough work of inventing it, manufacturing, whatever, in many cases. And people, well, some people would bring me an idea on a napkin. That's a tough deal because you, you it's years to develop right. something from a napkin. Right. Because you got to get engineering and the manufacturing and molds. And, and inventories and all that. But if someone walked in with a product ready to go, yeah, I mean, 
they they may have spent five years on all of that. Now, in 60 days, I can tell them whether or not we can make this, you know, a hundred million dollar success. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I love about the business is that we we deal typically with people that have developed it. They bring us, you know, the 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 the, the opportunity. We have the capital, we have the knowledge, the know-how, and out of the thousand that we did, I'm I'm not proud to say that we failed on probably seven hundred, mm. meaning a lot more failures than success. But the successes, what we learned, and this was critical: how do we, how do we launch quicker? Yeah, and uh, I say fail fast and fail cheap. So mm. we said we we started doing testing. And, and we were, it, in the early days, we had to complete the whole project, put it up on TV, find out if it worked or not. And if it didn't, we could lose a half a million dollars. Right. Now we can do a test that we go on the digital platform. See this, when I'm talking about the old days, this is TV. before the internet was even around, right? So at now we can go on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, do this little test, get a couple thousand dollars, an investment here, no more than ten grand by the time it's all done, and we can tell you whether we can make that. That's right. tens of millions of dollars yeah. right then and there. And I think that's that's key. So you're going as fast as you can, as cheap as you can, minimum viable. Yes, ten thousand dollars. Facebook, Instagram, so on and so forth. You're reading those numbers. You're seeing is it a scale up? Is it flat? Is yeah. it going down? Is there any interest at all before you? Exactly. I mean, I'll give you an example. We had a little item that guy puts it on my desk. Said it's going to be your next grand slam. Signed the worldwide exclusive rights to it. We put up the money. We now started a test. Yeah, we 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 did a couple quick little videos, down and dirty. Didn't spend a lot of money, iPhone style videos. Right then, we spent um, twenty five hundred dollars on Facebook. Okay, it did twelve thousand dollars in sales. All right, so there you go. Think we got a winner. And guess what? That product did a hundred and fifty million dollars in sales for us. Over the next two years, what was the product? Uh, it was a little item called Peeps Eyeglass Clear. No one, both sides of your glasses simultaneous, of course. And it's 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 items like that that just blow me away. But but I didn't have to spend a lot of money to find out. We we had a grand slam. Which one are you looking at more whenever you're doing these businesses, the product or the people that you're partnering with? Well, and it, it depends on what I may need the people to do. Okay. In some cases, I do flat out just a license and you're done. I don't really want to work with you anymore, I'm, but I love the product. I, let me just take that over. I've got the team. I've got the money. So we'll just give you a big fat royalty. And hopefully if it works, yes, you're going to make millions, maybe tens of millions of dollars. Without having to do anything, anything whatsoever. Right. But some deals we do where where it's more of a partnership type thing. Right. We're both putting up cert services, and yeah. maybe we're both putting up money too. Yeah. But it, we're prepared in 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 any case to always finance a deal because that's what we've been doing for years. Yeah. But some people say, "Well, I want to be involved. I, I don't want to just get a royalty. It's my company." Yeah. Well, okay. Then let's form the partnership. Then I'm looking at their skill set. Because I, I don't want them ordering way too much inventory or, you know, doing something crazy. You know, but we generally control the marketing side. So that's important. Right now, we've got a lot of businesses that are, it's AI, it's futuristic. We don't really know what's going to happen with the market, right? right? Is your investing strategy normally to 
to invest more in stable businesses that have been around a while, that are growing, that have stable growth? Or are you heavily invested in future items, maybe pre-revenue and things like yeah. this? I'm not a huge investor of pre-revenue type of, of deals. I, I I do have an investment in the, it's it's, it's a company called Psychoceutical and it's, it's psychedelics, right? You know, okay. Ketamine mm-hmm. creams that are now legal in some uh, markets for some of the soldiers coming back with PTSD. They can't sleep. They can't. This. Anyway, that's, this is a, it's a pre-ref. We're doing lots of research and- yeah. And that company, though, has got tens of millions of dollars in value, even though there's no revenue. Yeah. Um, very little revenue. But um, th- but generally, I like to see something that can either generate revenues quickly, uh, because if I'm going to invest and I'm going to put money in, I want the money to be used in the marketing yeah. to, to explode the company. Right. And, and let's put it this way. Yes, I can invest in plenty of pre-rev deals and wait three years to see any action. That doesn't excite me on a day-to-day basis, okay? Or my team. We like to put some money into something, see the company grow instantly, yeah. and and see that pop. So most of your money is used specifically for sales, marketing. I call it's it growth. rollout money. Rollout well, money. Rollout money or, yeah, whatever. I mean, recently, I put a half a million dollars into a company that it was a a, a, um, a doctor network, yeah. uh, telemedicine um, uh, via the internet. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and that money went right into marketing and just a slug in. We did radio, we did television, we brought some celebrities on. Yeah. We signed Ric Flair, Carmen Electra, shot some videos, and boom. And that so that half a million went right into explode these these pieces of talent with the videos, et cetera, et cetera. What are you invested in right now? What what's your favorite company right now that you've recently done? Oh, well, and so um I, I I like things that have a brand tied in. Right. You know, when I did the Jack LaLanne juicer, Jack LaLanne himself was a healthy guy. His brand yeah. was health and wellness. And so let's do a juicer, right? Right. Well, there's a there's a TV show um, that Disney owns uh, uh, called uh, Wicked Tuna. Okay. Wicked Tuna. It's, yeah. And, and I've done fishing lures and fishing products for years. So Wicked Tuna is on National Geographic. It's the number one show. On Nat Geo, and this last year, it just debuted, 41% increase in ratings from last year, putting it to number one this year. Wow. And so I have the worldwide exclusive rights to everything Wicked Tuna, all categories of distribution, food, swag, hard goods, fishing rods, reels, everything except for slot machines. Okay, so I don't think I was going to do the slot machines anyway, So, but they do have Wicked Tuna slot machines in Vegas. So... Uh, but I have everything else, and we have a, a venture uh, that's going to be uh, happening with Walmart and Sam's, and we're really excited about uh, mm. the future of Wicked Tuna. I love it. I love it. What's the biggest mistake you've made? What's the biggest? This you? Yeah, yeah. The biggest mistake I made in in the early days, I was very entrepreneurial, and I thought, you know, I can just do it all. And you know, you you know, you kind of have some people. And and I'll admit, you know, I was my first year. I went from zero to fifty-five million dollars in sales, mm-hmm. and so I felt like Superman. And the company was called Quantum, right? Fast growth. Yeah. Well, guess what? If you don't have the team, and I learned the hard way, I, I it was me and 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 people 
that I could that I could afford at the time. Because I didn't. I started the company with twenty five thousand dollars and did fifty five million within twelve months. So, you know, it's how do you do that? Well, I did it by not paying a, a lot of people right. that I needed, and so I, I should have had a better CFO and a better this. I didn't have the dream team. And nowadays, if I invest in a company, got to have a dream team or they're going to let me build the dream team. So that's right. I bring in a board of advisors. Um, you know, I, I, you know, what's interesting, I've assembled a, an interesting network of um, semi-retired executives. They're, you know, 50s, 60s. They, they've had their hit, made a bunch of money, built some businesses. And they're like, hey, if you got a good opportunity, I, I might invest. I sit on the so floor, learn. give some wisdom. Four or five guys that have been doing a couple deals, but now we've, we're opening it up to more. Dream team is vital. And, and, and I have the team that I've been involved with, and they can come in, and they're going to tell me instantly, Quickly. problem here, there's a problem there. We're sometimes internal people. We bought a company once, and the person that was running it the person that then became reporting to us just would not tell us that there were some big, big problems yeah. until we finally were able to open this thing up and just solve all the issues, you know? And so it, it it ended up not being such a great situation, but this person was hiding this stuff, you know? Yeah. I need those dream team guys to come in. Problem, any problem can be solved. You got the right yeah. people. You got the wrong people, and even the littlest thing can throw you way off. Exactly. Right? So that that's the key, getting that right team in there. What's the future look like? What's your goals? What are you committed to right now? Well, I'm committed, you know, I'm trying to, um, I'm, I'm working half time now from what um, uh, I used to, so I, I say semi-retired, but half time is still 40 hours. I don't see you ever retiring, actually, Kevin, come on. My wife said you'll be in the ground when you retire. That's right. Officially, right, but. But I, I do, you know, I, I'm bringing my family members, you know, my, I have two boys and yeah. um, my oldest, Brian, is managing a lot of stuff. And, um, and, and my wife's uncle is, you know, so I, I'm, I'm also trying to spend more time with family, yeah. trying to get a golf game going. All, there you go. But you know what? The, I, I say I want to retire, but sometimes that just brings more deal flow. I mean, and, and so because it's like, oh, we better get get in there before it's too late. So, right. uh, but I, I just take it a day at a time right now, but I, you know, it's been, I've had a, a couple of, couple of good, uh, years recently and yeah. a couple of good decades. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Kevin, man, I appreciate you. I, I, you're always around, you're always, uh, humble and willing to share and, and just, you're an amazing guy. I really appreciate you. It's, it's exciting, brother. Thank, Thank you, man. You got a good group. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks.